Thank you for joining today's session titled Delivering Conversational AI, hosted by VoIP First Media, your go-to resource for making informed VoIP decisions. I would like to welcome our speakers today, Harold Colby, Enterprise Sales Professional with Blue IP, and Jeff Cummins, Director of Vertical Solutions with Blue IP. Gentlemen, thank you for joining. The floor is yours. Great, thank you very much, Karen, and we appreciate the opportunity to speak with everybody today and, and hopefully what we present gives you some thoughts on how this might improve and work within your own business and provide some solutions. Uh, again, my name is Harold Colby and my role uh, to start off the call is really to review the agenda and an overview on what AI represents and then I'll turn it over to, to Jeff. So initially, again, thanks everybody for their time and just a little housekeeping as far as the agenda that we're going to cover today. Uh, we'll do a little bit of a company overview on who Blue IP is and what we deliver in terms of total solutions, including AI slash artificial intelligence. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of an overview on what AI represents and some of the solutions that we can deliver through AI. And then we'll turn it to Jeff, who will actually go ahead and set up programming and show you how we set up AI in programming and how it actually works in the field. So with that in mind, uh, and at any time, please go ahead and put a question into the box if there is anything uh, that you would like us to address specifically. Overall, as I mentioned, uh, AI, what that really represents is artificial intelligence, natural voice language. What do I mean by that? Well, right now, most people in its base form are familiar with auto attendance. You know, thanks for calling XYZ company, press one for sales, press two for service, et cetera. Well, what natural voice language AI allows you to do is to actually present a more personal approach to your customer, as well as uh, control staffing in a different way. Example, when somebody calls to your company, you might hear the following, thanks for calling Blue IP, please let me know how I might be able to help. And that's it, that's your greeting. At that point, the customer would say, I need to talk to somebody in sales. I need to talk to somebody in billing. Let's take billing. So someone says, uh, we'd like to talk to somebody in billing. Our system will then respond. I understand you would like to have somebody in billing address a question that you have. Do you have your account number handy? Is there something that we can provide to pass information along to our account representative. Uh, and now the caller, you, would be able to say, yeah, my account number is one, two, three, four, five, six. The system would regurgitate that back to you so that the call is then addressed directly to the representative for Blue IP who can say, I understand you're calling for account one, two, three, four, five, six. And now the representative would have that information already pulled up. If you went to a next step, that actually could be integrated to a CRM billing program where that kind of information, if it's you know, a straight response, would actually give you an automated response directly from your billing record. So the advantage of all that is I can leave people in my call center, in my hunt groups, in my company to address 
more urgent required calls. So you get better customer service in terms of presenting to your customer. So again, some of the benefits that come out of this is it empowers you, the customer, with a single pane of glass, so to speak, for simpler management and control of your customer and your staffing. It also leverages to reduce the calls from external callers to live operators. Again, the live operator is now able to handle questions and answers in more detail rather than just a system that can actually give the answer to, a, to an individual. It also allows remote centralized regional operator functions to reduce staffing demands. This is all about staffing and providing a better customer experience. So now what happens again, instead of having to zero out to make sure you're getting to the right point, operator functions can be predefined through AI, AI as far as what you want to happen with a caller that presses zero. So it calls can be transferred to multiple locations, multiple operators across the country and pretty much across the world if that's necessary as well. The system itself will provide real-time business analytics, again, to address staffing and solution. It would show you block calls, drop calls, how long calls were on uh, with respect to the system versus a live agent. So it's more effective control of how you respond to your customer. And therefore, it all leads to further training of that AI virtual operator because it's always in a learning mode, can always be treated, tweaked, you know, in real time. Uh, it can also be controlled through our service group that will provide information to you. Now, just to take a step back, the reason why Blue IP can deliver this to you is we have been in business for over 10 years. We have about 250 employees of which 40% are software engineers custom developers, as well as support engineers. So you are getting somebody that is well-versed in programming, in managing data, and in providing customized solutions. Blue IP, we are actually rated uh, with the FCC as, as a direct carrier, meaning we have a higher score of quality of service and can deliver less hops to complete a call. Blue IP, we house our own, it's not a third party, it's our own uh, servers located in Chicago Equinox Data Center and in Los Angeles Equinox Data Center. Each location is geo-redundant, active, active. What that means basically is we are running four complete systems, servers, to satisfy customer requirements and provide five nines level of service with a guaranteed service level agreement that we put in writing. What this means to you is in essence, any one of those four servers can operate our complete customer database of over 100,000 customers. And, you know, not sure how many seats that that represents, but that would allow us to handle support and keep service going even off of the one server. In addition to AI, we also do provide uh, hosted solutions to replace on-premise phone systems. We also provide 
Teams integrations to turn your Office 365 software into a phone system. We provide call center operations and we can provide customized integrations to requirements. Uh, that being said, we certainly look forward to being of further assistance to you. And at this point, I'd like to turn it over to Jeff to continue. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen real quick. And I'm gonna start by sharing um, actually the console um, that a, if you will, live operator would see on the other end. And you'll see here, this is, this is simply a WebRTC client um, that does not require installation. This is a Blue IP WebRTC client. This is something we uh, run and operate, but basically this is what a live operator would see. In, but however, what I'm gonna do is I'm actually gonna call the number um, and you're gonna see the AI um, actually handle the call first. And then when I ask it something, um, that it cannot handle, it's going to escalate to this live agent, right? So um, I'm gonna go ahead now and call it. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pretend that I am an actual external customer um, that is just calling a hotel. This is again for our hospitality vertical, um, but it could apply to any vertical. I'm gonna go ahead and call the hotel as though I'm an outside caller. I'm gonna ask it a couple of questions that you know frequently asked questions that it can handle on its own. And then I'm gonna ask to speak to an operator and you'll see what happens. So let me go ahead and do that now. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna do this on my mobile and you will hear it. Good afternoon, Jeff, and thanks for calling my resort's outdoor adventures. If you know the person, department, or guest you're trying to reach, just ask and I'll be happy to connect you. If you have a general question about the hotel, and I know the answer, I'll be happy to assist. If I can't answer, I'll make sure you get to a staff member that can. How do you clean the rooms for COVID? Cleanliness and safety is an important expression of our purpose to care for people so they can be their best. Additional measures are being taken, such as touch-free options and more frequent sanitation with hospital-grade disinfectants. For detailed information, please visit our Global Care and Cleanliness Commitment online. Is there anything else I can assist with? Can I bring my dog? Outdoor Adventures welcomes two dogs up to 50 pounds for an additional fee of $100 per stay. Pet-friendly rooms are limited and dogs may not be left unattended. There is no designated relief area on the property, but grassy areas can be found within walking distance. Cats are not accepted. How else can I help? Operator. Transferring you to Operator.
Okay, they must have changed changed it, uh, changed the operator to <laughs> to somebody else. However, um, okay, let me go ahead and see if I can see on this. Nope. So I, I, I guess I cannot show you the console portion of this, but however, um, what you'll notice when I actually made that call is a number of things. So number one, you'll notice that I was greeted by name. So the way that this was handled is obviously the AI went in and immediately did a match based on the caller ID to my loyalty profile inside of the hospitality system, right? So it's looking up real time into the database in order to actually do a uh, match, if you will, with the loyalty profile. So it was, even though I'm calling from an outside number, it was still able to match that um, because it was my mobile phone. If it doesn't get a match, then obviously it's just gonna greet me um, with the normal hotel greeting, but this way we can even greet external callers um, based on you know, information that we have about the caller. If, for example, I actually had a reservation for that hotel, then it would actually say, hello, Jeff, uh, we noticed that you're gonna stay on the, with us on the 24th, is that what you're calling about? And again, that is something that we can uh, do because it's participatory in nature, right? Um, we're trying to anticipate what it is that the caller is calling about so that we can handle the call as quickly as possible. Um, you also know that Ava Connect was able to handle multiple questions in, in rapid succession. So the AI itself, right, um, was able to answer for COVID cleaning. It was able to answer for pet policy. And then when I said operator, it's just going to immediately transmit over to a live person. And that went over to the queue, as you could heard here. But for, for some reason, my agent is not logging into the queue right now. Um, so that information, the the information about COVID as well as the pet policy, that can be as simple as importing, if you will, um, that text into the AI agent itself. And I'll show you that here in a second. Or it can be something, if you will, that we scrape directly from a website or go into a database and actually pull the information about. Um, we've done all three methods, um, you know, everything from simple, hey, I can input it as text, from training the AI all the way up to, hey, um, you know, I'm just gonna go dip a database for this policy information and then I'll read that back as the answer. So all of that information, if you will, all of that ability to handle uh, these types of scenarios is trained in the AI. Um, I'm gonna do another demo here in, in a second that shows a little more advanced scenario, but what I wanna do first is actually switch over and show you the actual AI itself. So for this implementation, for this demo, we use Google for the AI engine. Now, I wanna be clear, the AI engine in itself is not the total sum of the AI, right? The AI engine is what matches what you say to your, what they call intent. And the intent is, hey, what am I trying to do? And right now what you're seeing in here is all of the intents that we have created, if you will, for this agent, right? And this is just a demo agent. It's not one of our productions, just one I use to do demos with, right? So if I click on any one of these, these intents, then it will open it up and you will see. So for example, I'm gonna click on jackpot, right? And you'll see in here that I have training phrases, right? Which I use in order to match what a customer is actually requesting to 
this intent. So if somebody asks, what is the jackpot? How big is the jackpot? What is your biggest jackpot? Then I'm going to go ahead and read back, if you will, this text. Now, it's important to note here too, this engine is not just voice specific, right? This engine can handle both voice as well as text. So we use the same AI engine, if you will, for everything from you know voice interactions to things like messaging services like Facebook Messenger to just things like SMS, which is the lowest common denominator text, um, as well as website chat, right? So you can actually go to a website and type this information in and you'll match up to the intent as well. So that way, from an AI perspective, we have a single AI that can handle any transaction. Um, and the, the important thing for that is once you build an AI, what you don't wanna do is train three or four different ones, um, as well as have incons inconsistent answers between them, depending on what you're deploying them for, you want one. And that is that is what we, we do when we build interactive AIs for customers, right? And again, um, Google is the primary engine that we use for most of it. However, we have access to numerous AI engines from Microsoft and Google and Amazon, and we can use different ones depending on what the customer's application is for, right? And again, the important important portion of this is, this is just the intent engine. It doesn't do everything. Um, it is literally just matching what the customer says to what it is that, that the response you should give back, what their intent is, right? So I wanna, I wanna stop real quickly at this, at this point and see, are there any questions so far on what you're seeing? Any raised hands? Yeah. Nope. Okay. So, um, so this was a very simple intent, right? That I was showing. But what happens, for example, if I have an intent that needs something like a follow-up, right? So I'm gonna say transfer. I'll look up one. So you can type in the in engine, and it will pull pull them all up. So what if I actually want to transfer to a person? Right, so I call in. Um, so this is uh, an, an intent for the Minneapolis uh, location. It's an external caller. Um, it's transferring to a person, right? So if, for example, I need to handle a transfer differently depending on whether it's an employee calling or whether it's a guest calling, um, you know, for transfer, then I can create follow-ups that ask follow-up questions. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and go to the guest follow-up, right? And you'll see in here, it's actually telling me, hey, um, what, am I, what am I actually looking for? Well, what I'm looking for is, I am looking for the name and the room number that they're in, right? So I create entities in order to map the variables that I'm looking for. And I insist, I'm saying, hey, look, I have to have the person type you know, I have to know the person is either a guest or an employee, right? And then I have to know the room number, right? In order for this intent to be complete, right? And then once that's done, I'm gonna do an action, which is an external call transfer um, and transfer appropriately, right? Now you'll notice all I'm doing here is telling our, if you will, our Ava Connect platform, hey, do an external call transfer and then this is the room number to send it to, all of that is actually done 
inside of our what we call a fulfillment engine. So it's important to understand that the AI itself, what it's doing is interpreting what the customer says, matching that to an intent, filling out the variables, and then telling us, our fulfillment engine at Blue IP, hey, look, this is what you need, you know, this is what you need to accomplish with that. And then we go ahead, take that back, um, and we go ahead and do the, the actual call transfer and handle that. Right. And the last thing I'll cover in here, too, is, is you know, the text um, response, if you will, I can fill variables in in a response. And so that allows me to have a single intent and then, you know, place the variables in so I can say something like, no problem, I'll transfer you to John Smith in room 524. Right. Um, and then the last thing you'll see in here is I'm setting this as the end of the conversation. Right, so the moment that that happens, then we're done. The AI is is complete. We take the call back. We go ahead and transfer it to the appropriate location. And again, what we're talking about is a very simple application. However, um, the AI itself is extremely flexible. So I'm going to go ahead and show you one more thing, and that is room service. Right, so room service you would think is is a very difficult thing to accomplish, right? You have a lot of menu items and, and the rest of those things. However, if you think about it, right, what you're actually doing is saying, hey, look, um, here's a menu. Go search the menu and and find that item on the menu and add it to the and add it to the order. But the only thing I really have to do is look at the menu, for example, and say, okay, well, what's confusable? So I'm gonna give you an example right here, which is something like chicken, right? There's multiple items on the men room service menu for chicken, right? So what is the easiest way to do that, right? If somebody just asks for chicken, they don't ask for a fried chicken basket or fried chicken sandwich, they just say, I need some fried chicken, then it's going to go ahead and look, if you will, specifically and say, okay, well, um, what do you mean, right? Do you mean fried chicken basket or fried chicken sandwich? Um, actually, here, let me go back one more. I'm just going to go to room service, right? Um, and then, and the, oh, wait, here, let me, sorry, one more. Here we go, yeah. And so, what it's looking at in here is it's looking at whether to determine whether it's a, a the chicken basket or the chicken sandwich right and then the other thing it's looking for is the actual number right so what i've trained it in here is to say hey look if you see the a term i'd like a fried chicken basket right then that means one if somebody just says i want to you know, I'd like some fried chicken, then it's going to ask them to narrow it down. And then it's also going to ask them how many, because they did not provide a number, right? But if you say A, then it's smart enough to know A is equivalent to one, and it will add that to the menu, right? Now, it doesn't mean that that you can't continue to add things to the menu. That's, that's why you do it in this open-ended fashion, because you can say, hey, I want a chicken uh, a fried chicken basket. It will say, I've added a, a fried chicken basket to your order. Is there anything else that you would like? And you can just keep adding items to the menu, right? So it just allows you to 
interact with the AI in the same way that you're interacting with the human being, um, rather than, hey, here's the menu tree, you know, punch in the digits, or you can say yes or no, and that's all you have. I'm able to train the AI to handle a whole bunch of different con uh, phrases and context. And the other thing that I can do is go ahead and show you an example of what a context means. So I'm going to do that now, right? So a context is something that helps narrow the scope of what the AI is requesting down, right? So if you were to call the AI and there were no context and you said something like, I need glasses, right? Well, there's many different ways that, that the AI could interpret that. Does it mean, well, I need bar glasses? Or does it mean, oh, I need, you know, eyeglasses, right? Now you can ask a follow-up question, but if you're already shopping, for example, for something that, and you say, you know, give me a, a, um, uh, a list and they don't, you know, they don't sell bar glasses, then the context is what narrows it down. And, and it's very simple concept. Context, once you have a context assigned, then only when that context is active, you will search just through those items that the context has listed. So if I go through and actually look at, let's see here, I'll pick, yeah, Frisco external, right? So you'll see there's some context up here, right? So the input context says, hey, if somebody says something, right, and this context is flipped, then go ahead and try and match it here. So if the Frisco external context is flipped, then, and John Smith has said, then it will match this intent. And why am I, you know, why do I have this input? Because when it, a call comes in, I'm actually identifying which property it's for, right? And whether it's actually coming from an external caller or whether it's coming from a room or whether it's coming from an employee, right? And I'm feeding that into the AI engine. So it already knows everything about the caller when it goes to answer. And when that happens, when I give it that information, it flips this context on. Why am I doing that? I'm doing that so I only give it the responses that are specific to the Frisco location, to external callers. That way, you know, an external caller can't come in and ask for room service, right? Because that context doesn't exist for it, right? So it will only match those intents that are specific. And this is a way of controlling the AI as well as not actually having to uh, build an individual AI, if you will, for every single uh, property. What you don't want to do is, is build, if you will, multiple AIs um, across multiple uh, different systems because maintaining them and training them becomes a very difficult process, as well as you know reporting between them as well becomes a very difficult process. So this using context allows me to narrow down what I'm looking at within the AI to specific scenarios. And, and there's a number of ways that they can be used, but contexts are one of the best things in AI for narrowing down what I'm, what I'm trying to match to when somebody says something, 
right? So that way I, I don't have conflicting training in two different intents and I, I incorrectly match what the caller is trying to ask for. Any, any questions so far? I think one of the things that to bring to the table is in addition to the hospitality industry where Blue IP is extremely strong and that really was how this particular product was born and developed to work with some major hotel chains in the reservation systems as Jeff has proceeded with. But the applications in the business sector uh, are additional applications that we are also working with. Uh, an example is an order entry for products and services. It would be the similar scenario where, you know, the outside caller is I'm looking to order ABC widget and then AI would come back and say, are you an existing customer? It would be able to know that if there's a customer relation database that's been built, it would actually read that and then be able to answer the question or complete a reorder for that customer without having to put the call to a live person. Uh, obviously, if there's any issues, hesitations, it would certainly go to an individual. But the advantage now is that individual has the ability to handle concerns, issues, expansion uh, on a more frequent basis than everyday requirements, which the AI would be able to handle for that particular company, which then helps with staffing requirements where you may not need to add additional people because AI, <clears throat> excuse me, let's face it, AI doesn't sleep, doesn't yeah. take vacations, doesn't take breaks. So AI becomes a valuable tool in your business process as well. So overall, um, when we've implemented this for customers, and and I'm just going to do it as an average across the customers that, that we have deployed for, and we have over 1,400, if you will, um, 1,400 locations uh, currently deployed. Um, on average, we're offloading at least half of the incoming calls. Um, and that regardless of whether those calls are, you know, internal calls um, from admin and staff, um, whether they're, you know, in the hospitality space, what we call guest calls, which are on property calls, um, which in an enterprise would be, you know, extension calling, um, or whether or not they're coming from the outside world, um, going into either the call center or going directly, if you will, to, you know, to local operators. So the biggest impact is for our customers have been on their call center costs, their call center cost structure, as well as from a satisfaction perspective, um, you know, we've been able to do things that actually in the AI increase the overall satisfaction with a call. One of the, the most common that we do is obviously um, uh, texting information back to callers. Um, we know whether they have a mobile phone or not based on the phone number. Um, and we will ask them, for example, if they ask for directions, whether we'd, they'd like us to text um, driving instructions uh, directly to their phone, right? And, and that's something that, you know, let's be honest, somebody in a call center um, typically is not going to do, right? Um, when they respond to, you know, somebody who calls in. Uh, however, we actually, with the use of AI, can improve the experience because it's something very easy for us to implement um, and deliver. Um, for an AI do, right, is to text back. 
that doesn't just lower costs and offload from the live operators. It actually improves the customer experience. And there's many examples of, uh, of things that, hey, you know, I want to complete a, a purchase, right? Well, we can simply send them a purchase link that uses the existing PCI compliant web infrastructure that they've already built for transactions. And guess what that does too? It lowers the cost of their call center. They don't have to meet PCI compliance because they're doing it out of band, out of stream, right? Now taking any cardholder data, if you will, over the call, um, they're simply sending those directly to web um, in order to be handled. And the beauty is, is we can still track that from end to end. Um, so we know which, which, if you will, um, transactions are still being completed by the agents only with the link that they're sending to customers, right? So this is the, the total ecosystem, if you will, overview. Um, what I was showing you, if you will, was a Google Dialogflow AI bot. Um, that's the cognitive speech services and bot frameworks. And again, you know, we support a whole range of those. And just depending on the application, we'll, we'll pick the appropriate bot. In some cases, we've done multiple. And we just rate, if you will, um, the response that we get back. And we pick the one that has the highest match, right? Um, as, as I'm showing in the demo today, obviously, we can handle this from voice perspective. So we can do natural language. Um, but text engagement channels, everything from email to chat um, to social messaging, um, the newest one that we're working on right now is Google Business Chat, and, and the reason for that is that is actually embedded, if you will, in the Google My Business channel. So when you pull up somebody on, on Google Maps, then um, you'll see immediately a chat or speak button, um, and we're integrating that so that the moment somebody does that, it just goes right into our bot. Um, the other thing to mention, too, is, is from a Blue IP perspective, because we are a carrier, right, because we are full FCC licensed carrier, then we're able to implement this in a variety of, if you will, scenarios. Um, we have customers that do not have our phone services at all, but they've integrated them directly to our AvaConnect platform. Um, so in some cases, they're forwarding calls over. Um, in some cases, if you will, they do have a connection from their existing call center platform, if you will, into us. Um, so this isn't something that requires, if you will, the full end-to-end -end that we provide. You can buy this in a modular fashion, right? And and to be honest, that's what most of the customers start with because they have existing commitments with certain services. And so um, this is something we can scale very easily from, hey, we're going to offload 20% of your, if you will, of your FAQ calls and then finally get to, hey, we're taking full order transactions. Um, you don't have to fly, you can crawl, walk, and then run um, with this, this type of solution. Okay. Last thing I'm gonna go into here is I'm gonna show, if you will, a couple of, if you will, reporting dashboards. So it's important to understand that we actually um, take all of this information and it is all reportable. Every single thing that we gather in the AI, including you know everything about the call, um, how long it was was held by the call center, um, you know uh, by date and time, everything that you can possibly imagine in terms of a metric, including everything that the caller said is reportable. Now, we actually typically build custom, if you will, BI dashboards, but we have some standard ones that we provide for um, 
employees as well. This is a very simple one that we did for a particular customer. Um, that was a, they wanted to see, if you will, the overall reduction in the number of calls um, that the AI helps uh, resolve for. And they wanted to see it, if you will, on an hourly basis. So you could see here at the bottom what it looks like for, and, and this was a, a particularly a hotel, right? Um, we give them a counter, if you will, on what actually the end result was. And then the utterances that the actual people you know, asked for, if you will, the things that they actually said and then what they matched, right? And the other thing is, is we do have a, a utterance expression map as well for some customers. And what that helps us to do is, you know, when we get new utterances for training, then we are actively, if you will, training the AI. The point of this thing is that it constantly gets better. And we don't anticipate everything upfront that a customer is gonna potentially say to the AI, um, what happens is instead is we constantly monitor it. And when new interactions take place, then we train. Um, and the great thing about the platform is training can occur while the entire platform is in production. So the moment that I hit save, then it commits it, if you will, to the agent. Um, and the very next interaction, um, somebody can ask that and they'll get the new response. So this isn't something like, you know, in the old days, we had to take the platform out of service. Um, you know, the rest in order to make significant changes to something like an IVR or an automated attendant. Uh -uh. Um, this is running in production and we can simply add training to it um, whenever we want. Well, I appreciate that, Jeff. I think we are hitting towards the end of the time uh, to open it up. If there are any additional questions or questions, we'd be glad to respond. Uh, Blue IP again would welcome the opportunity to answer any questions that you may have and certainly assist in any projects uh, that you may have as well. Uh, with that, Karen, how would you like to wrap this up? Let me flip it back to you, our host, Karen, and thank you again for that opportunity to present. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining today. We hope you enjoyed today's session and look forward to seeing you at the next event. You may now disconnect and have a great day.